you start being so aware of, wow, this hawk flew by and how is that connected to me or how the wind changed and how is that connected to what's going on in between us? And it was really powerful. has magnetic fields and there's just all these there's just all these aspects of the universe that we just don't understand because it's alive and things have souls and feelings and there's so much going on and I just I just need to know how it works and that's that's what I want to do that's what I'm doing nerd so <laughs> nerd so that's what I'm all about and I love space so follow me on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics to follow along with, uh, you know, some of my recent thoughts, all that stuff. Hey, I'm Michaela with Mariposa Moonchild. Um, I will say that math, mathematics does not interest me that much, but that's okay because I have Alyssa. <laughs> no interest. <laughs> I have Alyssa for that to Zero. explain the physics of things, which is actually pretty cool. Um, but no, I am... Liar. I'm a change maker. <laughs> I'm here to be a change maker. I'm here to be to support this movement into the next, into the new paradigm, into the new earth and to support the activation of our higher consciousness and our healing to move into that place. So with that, I do um, empathic energy medicine and I do shadow alchemy. And that's part of what that's part of the medicine that I'm here to share with the world and support others on their healing journey, support others in realizing and recognizing the power within themselves to do the healing work. And from there, just extend that ripple effect from the next person to the next person and across the planet as we heal ourselves and we heal each other and we heal the earth and we move into new earth. Yeah, definitely. It's all all happening at the same time. <sighs> all right, so let's tune in. We start that anyone's new to to uh the Orphic. Hi, welcome. <laughs> we like to start each episode with grounding in and just doing some deep breathing so that everyone can can just get nice and present. And yeah, like I say, we have to breathe anyway, so <laughs> let's just kind of do it consciously and let's just do it together you know we do have to breathe, breathe anyway relax just like honestly you're probably not that relaxed right now so just kind of take it easy you know? yeah <laughs> so i got my new stick of palo santo that i'm still excited about because it's so big that <laughs> <laughs> is it is it's nice it is very beautiful okay all right let's take a moment here to close our eyes, to feel into our bodies, placing our feet flat on the floor. Let's let this beautiful Palo Santo smoke cleanse our bodies and our energy field. And breathe it in. 
I'd like to thank the Earth and the Palo Santo for be sharing this space with us too. All right, so let's take a moment. Let's breathe deep into our hearts, filling our lungs all the way to the top fully and completely. Let's take a breath. Pausing at the top. And opening our mouth and letting it go. <sighs> letting go of anything heavy, anything that might be weighing us down, releasing it with the breath and realizing the power we have within ourselves to release what no longer serves us. Let's take another deep breath in. Filling the lungs up, pausing at the top. Take a moment. Feel into your heart beating. Feel into the blood moving through your body. And when you're ready, let it go. <sighs> Releasing anything and everything that is not serving you. Letting it go with the breath. Let's do one more big one. Filling your lungs all the way to the top. Pausing. And open your mouth and release. Letting it all go. And when you're ready, gently bring yourself back into this space. I've arrived and I'm back. And I was thinking about when you were guiding the breathing, how you said something about how much we have our, the power to, you know, move our own energy. And it's just, I just think, um, I think one of the most underrated things of spirituality or just anything is the breath. And I know that it's not underrated because like everyone does talk about the breath and breath work and breathing, but it's like, it's just... I feel like it, can't, it just can't be overstated enough that our breath is our source of life and it literally moves us and it moves our existence. And that's why when you, it's like, it, oh yeah, that's, this is the point I was trying to make. We have, that's the one thing we have control over. We have control over our breath. So since we have control over our breath, we have control over our vib our vibration. Mm. And that is how we, that's how we get our power back. And that's how we take control over our own aura and over our own energy. Mm. Um, and I just think, again, like I, I feel like I'm always mentioning because this is just how my brain works and how much I fixate on things. I'm always like, no, this is so important. And it's like, we know it's important, but we, we don't understand enough like we don't think enough about how important this thing is and i don't know i was just thinking about that with, with the breath and stuff and it's just so like we, it it's our power it's our control it's it's your it's your means of controlling your own vibration your breath and your own aura and we have a lot more power than we think we do and that's why kundalini yoga is so awesome too because it's like when you do these these breath things it's you see it firsthand how much how much you can cleanse and how much there's a lot of biology to it too because there's these different cleansing breaths and everything too like breath of fire is a cleansing breath and um i don't know it just really is one of the most important things ever <laughs> because it is the way that we live and it's our source of life so 
I guess I was just called to go on a rant about breathing. I mean, I think it's a really great reminder because as all of us that are here and living, that's one, like, we all have access to our breath. Like, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So it's mm-hmm. a really simple way to tune in. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's a great reminder because I think we forget that sometimes we make things really, really complicated. But yeah, I mean, we do have the power within yeah. ourselves and it's so simple as to our, our biology and our physiology that we have access to these things to attune ourselves and to ground ourselves. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't even have to be as crazy as doing a full breathwork session, although those are really amazing. So I recommend checking it out. But just the couple breaths we just did there just to ground in our energy to regulate our nervous system is really powerful. So the other thing that's coming to me now too is actually mm. something that I've been thinking about and that I had one almost made a video on, but I, I never did. And um it's and I it's important because it's these are the two things that we have the most power mm. over. Breath is number one and two is our intention and our where our where our attention and where our intention goes and so what i'm what i'm trying to say is that um i've kind of had this visual about how much your intention um basically you know wherever wherever your attention goes you are sending energy there and in my psychic light class we've been doing this these exercises with clairsentience and feeling these sensations and feeling these things in your body. And um, and what we do is we do this practice of you just close your eyes and you send you send your like you send your energy to one of your fingertips and then you feel it there. You feel your life force energy in your fingertip and then you send it to the other one just with your mind. You mm-hmm. just send your energy there. You just focus on it and you feel it and then you can do other stuff like just to kind of play around with the fact that how you're intention or attention i feel like it's they're interchangeable in this sense because your attention is where you're sending your energy so then you can kind of play around and you can close your eyes and you can send it back and forth between both fingers and you could feel you could feel it hopping back and forth and you can almost in your mind's eye see an energy ball going back and forth and um I've thought about this too, and you can do the same thing with the aura, and we also have been learning this in class, when you you can send your intention out into your aura, and you can try to feel your aura around you. And so what, what I'm saying here is that intention paired with the breath, we have the intention almost to slow time, we have the ability, rather, to slow time around us by calming our aura. You know, I'm kind of visualizing this like aura magic that is through your intention and also combined with breath work in a way or just conscious conscious breathing where it's like if everything around you feels chaotic, if, if you go to meditate or something, if you send your intention out into your aura and you visualize your aura being calm and you visualize yourself in this bubble of calm or, or however else you would like to experience it, um, you're creating an experience for yourself and it's real because you're powering it with your intention. And so these these are these things that we have control over and and there's just so much magic available to us. And I think that we need to start practicing it more because it's so awesome. And I've just been thinking about that a lot lately, like using your intention to like beam out 
into your aura and like create a bubble of calmness around you or create a bubble of serenity or peace while you're meditating or set the intention, you know, or you do things with light visualization and all this stuff. And um, yeah, I guess that all kind of just needed to come through. And hopefully it helps people. Um, One quick note I did want to make, and we're going to get into um, talking about my experience today on at Eagle's Mm -hmm. Eye Ranch again for the linking awareness journey. So it was a weekend thing. But one thing that came up was languaging and how important languaging is. And I know we've both done this on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. the word intention came up there mm-hmm. and how yeah it actually says the wording if you break it down is intention like like the word like mm-hmm. intention oh oh okay i'm like yeah that is the word intention yeah, Duh. yeah i know after i <laughs> said that i was like tension yeah but like tension and then intention <laughs> okay. so you're focused and then so it. that's the languaging oh. around it so when we were at the ranch mm. we were actually using intent instead of Mm. intention that's good i like that yeah that's a really great it felt a lot better for me since i've started doing that yeah Mm -hmm. it's felt it's felt better yeah that's so true like i never thought about it because then yeah because when you started saying that i did i did sort of have a feeling that you were gonna that you were intending to that's funny point out some some potentially negative um negative uh side of of the word or just you know the awareness of it because you've done that with other things but it's good because these things because it's true it's real that that and that we have such strong associations with different words um but yeah like i definitely have never thought about that because i always think of intention as either i obviously never consciously think Mm -hmm. about the tension part of the word but i always think of the word intention actually as pretty neutral the word intention has a pretty neutral vibration to me because you can have a positive or negative intention based on whatever frame of reference you're using and so i've always thought it was kind of neutral but interesting yeah and i mean there's a lot of layers to that too because it's it's, where does your it's not like never use Pardon? this word, but sorry, <laughs> sorry. I was saying it's it's not like never use this word. It's just about being aware. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, and like with anything, it's up to what you resonate and what you don't resonate with. But it was interesting because yep. we did we did a lot of talking about like languaging and how important languaging is. And I'm trying to think of examples because there's other things too. Like I know for me, for example, I've always had a lot of resistance to the word business. And we talked about that yeah, a little bit totally. too, because if you break it down, it is busyness. And yeah. so what was mm-hmm. like, so what's programmed busyness. within the word business with languaging as well as other words, because I think there's a lot of things within our languaging that have been programmed and conditioned into us where we, we it isn't conscious, it is subconscious, but we're programming yeah. things with our language and our words and it's been made that way. So that mm-hmm. was like just a really interesting awareness that had been brought to my attention uh, it was Lucia who who brought that up and we talked about that, but even just switching to, for myself, intent uh, f- felt really good. And then we talked about even intent and how it can actually be in like a tent, but that's more like if you think about that, it's kind of like you're in your tent and then you can make your tent whatever, whatever, y- you know what I mean? Oh, 
that's great. Yeah, yeah, intent. And it's like, and then you're in your own tent. Of yeah, your yeah, intent. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, that that's that kind of stuff is so powerful because it's 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 imprinting into the physical reality when we when we're imprinting it in our mind, it's also imprinting into the physical every time we do it. So it's just yeah, you're putting it in in your aura basically. That's cool. Um I feel like hold yeah. on, I'm going to mention quickly that yeah, I guess because I just said when you're pu- you're putting it in your aura, and I had been thinking a lot about. Obviously, I've been thinking about the aura a lot, but I uh, I had done this on this Kundalini class online, and it was all about projecting radiance from your aura and stuff. And it was funny because she told the story in the beginning of um, of someone playing around with it with that and then it turns out that it was actually my brother and she said she said Dave she was like oh yeah Dave this guy that comes to the studio a lot you know he he did this whole thing and then it turns out that it was actually my brother David but what she had said the story was he wanted to practice like how good he was at at putting things in his aura and having them reflect in the physical reality and so for a week he put a goldfish in his aura he just literally like put a goldfish and was like, okay, there's a goldfish in my aura now. And then through their whole week, all these goldfish synchronicities, stepping on a goldfish cracker on the street, someone walking past him on the street with a goldfish, with like a bag in the goldfish. Another thing of like, I think he like also walked past like a dead goldfish or something. So he put a goldfish in his aura and he just firmly held the belief that it was there. And then that happened. That's Isn't that wild. Cool? I love that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, and something like that so it's like like practice that. So, play with it and then i and then i was like wait i want to put something in my aura i was gonna say money dollars. um but like <laughs> but, but think about like that that is manifestation it's, ri- it's real it's real it's, it's that's yeah, an it's example a very good example of us co-creating our realities like mm-hmm. just put it in yes. your aura people <laughs> Just, just put it in there and, be- and believe it it's there. there. And what's so interesting too with the example with the goldfish yeah. is he's probably very unattached to the goldfish, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what that's the best thing to to play around with. It's just for play. You're just playing with the universe. You're playing with universal magic. Just put a freaking goldfish in his aura and it's just like, let's see what happens. And the universe is like, oh, I'll show you what happens. Wow. But like, yeah, think how many <laughs> thing, different yeah. things you can do that with. I mean- that is right? that's really a key to co-creating cool? our reality because insert blank you can put put anything there like i don't mm-hmm. like i don't know let's say you want to you want to put your lover in there like <laughs> yeah good idea done um yeah, like I've just been so obsessed that that story like really just started like spinning the wheels in my mind and I was like, whoa. And then it's just so fun to experiment with. So I actually I don't think I I ended up like deciding on, on something to put in my aura because, you know, once you like decide, you know, you can't just be wishy washy like, oh, like oh, I'll put this there like whatever. Like, no, you need to you need to solidify it. You need to say this is in my aura and I believe it and it's there. And I'm sure that um he was kind of i'm sure that he put it in a specific location i mean maybe not this okay this is i guess my interpretation of it or this is what i would do because i'm very the way that i see things is very like i'm very directional and like whenever i see things in my mind's eye or my third eye like i know exactly where they are in my peripheral and um 
So I was kind of just like, oh, you just place, you know, if I want to put my goldfish in the top left of my aura and then kind of just you just visualize it there in your mind's eye whenever you get a chance. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, yeah. OK, I'm giving you homework. <laughs> you're like, excuse me, me, me who like or the audience. Podcast, you're giving me homework. <laughs> A bitch. Uh, I'll edit this out. Put something in your aura and report back to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. This this is good because I I wanted to do that, but now that we have this recorded, I'm gonna put something in my aura. I guess we should probably decide what I'm gonna put. In I mean, my aura you can, right now. or you Maybe. can decide later too. All right, if you're if you're too much put I'm on, on the spot. spot. All right, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. We'll do it later. But um. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna put something in my aura, and then the next time we record, yeah, I'll report back. And uh, anyone listening should try it too because magic. magic. Well, yeah, I liked earlier so, how you said aura magic. I really liked that term. Hmm. Yeah. I've just I've been so obsessed with it because obviously then I'm I'm trying to like visualize the physics of the energy of it and like how it gets from our mind to our aura. And it's it's also physical, you know, it's very physical. Um, so you're powering the energies in your mind and just because you can't see them, it's it, it, that goldfish was there. And then it that's why it brought that's why it got brought into his physical reality, because it was there. It was just a reflection of the energetic. So super cool stuff. Um, I'm super fascinated by auras and just the energetics of it all and and i just think we have so much power with our aura we have so much power in our intention because our aura is us our aura is an extension of our energy yeah. from our heart it's not anything external our aura is us so you are creating i mean your if you're aura. doing energy work you're you're working with your i mean everything is energy and then our aura everything is, is your aura is our energy and reflects us like it's our mm. energetic field within the field every, like mm. Yeah, it's every it's everything, and it's it's your home. So put, put some, some goldfish in there, goldfish you know. Goldfish in there. <laughs> put some fucking goldfish. Or I mean, it's also a great reminder like, too of that aura maintenance. Yes, what? exactly. It's aura maintenance is very important, and that's what the yes. that's what Kundalini Yoga like, is, great, is great for um clearing out your aura like we need to okay let's do a whole yeah. episode on auras but yeah but just yeah cleansing cool. and clearing your Thought aura we'll do that next time um grounding your aura and then how you're able to mm -hmm. maneuver i want to say manipulate your aura but i don't want to use the word manipulate but like yeah, yeah. Man um yeah i mean create co-create with your aura where yeah know. you can put the little goldfish up here and you can put yeah. the little whatever here and um also working with mm -hmm. colors like how can we color our our yes. auras in different mm -hmm. ways to yes what what yeah whatever whatever we want to do to attract more of whatever that color yeah you can put a color in your aura like even if it's not your own aura color you can you know you can you can put a specific color and see if you start attracting well, that color into your life. You could, like I have to ask you, um, remember when you set the intent to have an aura of steel? Yes. Oh, we didn't did we? talk about that on here. I don't think we did. No, we didn't. I don't think we did. Okay. In the fall, when I was finishing my PhD, I, for like a few weeks, I kept on saying 
um, I forget if I said I was going to have an aura of steel. I kept on using the word steel because I was in wrapping up my PhD. I was like at the peak of my brain knowledge and I was all super prepared. And I was also really good on my spiritual hygiene at that point. And I was like, I feel like I have a, you know, an energy. I just felt like my energy was of, of steel or my brain was of steel. I remember you saying that specifically about um, your aura. Because like you were, you were like my intent with the, oh, kundal- did I? With I don't your, like with the Kundalini I'm doing, I'm going to have an aura of steel. Oh, you're right. I did say I did say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't remember. You're right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of all the Kundalini I was doing, I was like, because yeah. Kundalini strengthens your aura so much. I was like, I'm building an aura of steel because I was obviously prepping to go into the most important day of my life so far. And so I was like, I'm building an aura of steel. I got a knowledge brain of steel. I was like, I'm steel. And I said that for like a week straight. And then I had an aura reading by Jenny at Starseed Academy on Instagram. And um, she was doing a group reading in her membership. And reading all of our auras. And I was expecting to see, like, color-wise, I I think I go, lean towards, if we're going to go with colors, I lean towards the purples and the upper higher chakras. And so I was so, I was expecting her to, like, talk about purples. And so she's like, I'm seeing this, like, silver. Like, I'm seeing something silver around. And basically, she described this thin, this, like, silver steel bubble around me of, and she literally said it was, like, metallic like metallic steel and that it's like we had little tendrils that are like feeding into me like slowly but it, she said it was like also it was a bit of a mirror in a way representing the steel of it was sort of representing um the my my recent kind of spiritual advancement of being able to play the role of the experiencer and the observer at the same time so that was another what another what version of what that steel and what that kind of like um you know, metallic, whatever represented around me. So yeah. So in that, that reading was like that same was like a week after. So it was like me saying that I have a building an aura of steel for like a week straight. And then a day later, whatever, getting a reading where I'm told that my aura is steel. So. Wow. Yeah. A great example of that, of that too. Yeah. 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 Anywho, all right. Well, that was fun. Um, anywho, let's talk about your whole training experiences and everything. Michaela and I have hardly caught up that much in the last month because she's been so busy. And so before we started recording, we were just talking, 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 and we're like, "Shit, we got to start recording." <laughs> but we needed to do an episode or multiple episodes. This will probably be um yeah on your experience you've you've had a few really magical uh kind of training energetic healing training experiences at this ranch that we're always talking about um in Canada and so yeah this is this is now going to be the time in the episodes to unpack it because I yeah. still haven't heard shit which is about great it. I, I think, haven't heard anything about, about it and I think today yes, I'm just going to talk because I went for I ended up going for um I did the level one and then I did the level two very last minute. I chose to do the level two because I was only signed mm-hmm. up to do the level one. Yes. Uh, so I think this episode will be talking about the level one because there's just so much, especially because the level one was yeah, three so days much. and the level two was five days. So I was there for like a total of eight days mm-hmm. and it's been mm-hmm. about a month since I was there. It has been like it has been like a month, I think, today since I went there for the first training, which is crazy. It's been like it's it feels like it's been a couple of weeks. I feel like I've went through a a 
portal or I don't know. Um, time has been really weird for me and fuzzy. Mm. I was also very busy coming off of this. So I'm going to do my best to articulate my experience and explain it. And it's also, it's really interesting because a lot of us joked Mm. there, like a lot of myself and the other participants were like, how do you leave and explain this to somebody? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) You're probably all like, what are we how are we going to tell anyone what happened in, in and a this lot of people space? would say that <laughs> like, because they, people would be no like because it, yeah. it feels like a portal when you go to the ranch like it's a very yes sacred energetic space that is set up at the ranch with like lucia's energy like it's mm-hmm. you can tell um yeah. i'm very you're gonna be going there yeah this july Yes. Oh, so yeah, you'll I get am. to feel that. Yes, I'll be. I'll yeah, be you'll get to feel that and experience yes. for yourself. So I'm really interested to kind of uh, hear what you have to say after that. But it is. It's just like a vortex. That's how everyone just like refers to it. It's like a vortex of yeah, energy vortex. here at the ranch. And so a lot of us would joke mm-hmm. too because people have partners to go back to or friends, and they're like, after leaving this vortex, they're like, mm-hmm. how do I? explain what just happened to my friends or to my partner Mm -hmm. because a lot of it is it's unexplainable Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) totally yeah well so we'll give a brief background um is that there we have multiple episodes about this uh this ranch um one of yeah one of which Michaela described her experience as an observer and then we have two episodes called story time um energy healing sessions at Eagle's Eye Ranch so if you want there's a part one and part two me and Michaela both had sessions and so I guess essentially kind of it's an ener- ener- this woman that does energy healing and uses animals and horses to facilitate the healing and that's kind of just my spark note description but we have a few episodes talking about it but then now you have gone back to this woman and mm-hmm. her ranch for training. This is a completely different experience. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the magic and stuff mm-hmm. o- overlaps, obviously. But, you know, so far on the podcast, we've talked about observing her healing sessions and and us experiencing her healing sessions facilitated by the horses. Mine was more facilitated by a cat that was on the premises. And uh, those episodes have been really well received. So go check those out if you're interested, if, if you haven't. Um, and... Yeah, Take it I mean, away. yeah, definitely go check out those episodes if you haven't to give a little bit of context. But okay, yeah, I'll try my best to articulate this because it's a lot. Like I remember even on the phone, my mom was like, oh, so how was your horse healing thing? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about this with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not in a bad way, but I'm just like, <laughs> I, know, like right? I don't even know where to like begin. So, and it was advertised as linking awareness training because that's her name that's the name of is that what it what like what was it when you went in like what were what were you knowing that you were going to get linking it's called linking awareness journey is is level level one so laj and i would say it's kind of funny because the advertising advertising whatever um would be animal communication but there's way, right. way, way, way more to it way than more. that. And it's funny because we would get into these really <laughs> yeah. deep topics with Lucia and she would always kind of snicker at the end and be like, 
animal communication, eh? And we'd all like kind of laugh, but basically, um, like the linking, the linking awareness, I guess, overview of it all, or even just the first, the level one is learning nonverbal communication. That's what Lucia does. She teaches nonverbal communication. So that can mean Mm -hmm. a lot, that can mean a lot of things as far as like, I mean, a a huge portion of it is learning to non-verbally communicate with animals. But when you learn how to do that, you can non-verbally communicate with anything. Right. So obviously my mind goes to telepathy. So like my interpretation of that is basically just telepathy with animals. Is there another level of, I mean, I guess then the next, maybe the next level of the non-verbal communication would be energetic communication like sending energy out which i mean telepath like telepathy is also energetic communication because you're sending a message through yeah, your brain that, but... yeah that's exactly it and yeah. i mean she would explain this too i think the four different ways of communication with i think the the last being physical and then and this this could be wrong but it was something along this lines the last being physical and then I think, uh, so like physical as in touch or whatever, and then maybe like voice or hearing, um, what are our other senses? I don't know, something else. And then the first one being like nonverbal energetics, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. that okay. I, I didn't articulate the four exactly yeah. as I remember them, but it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like energetic maybe like energetic see like seeing um kind of hearing and then physical or like yeah energetic Mm -hmm. like voice yeah yeah, something something like that but that's not that's not completely correct um but anyway so within this nonverbal communication we're learning to work with nature and animals who are like our greatest teachers um, to bring us back within ourselves so we can connect with our true nature and connect to our inner wisdom and our intuition. So, so, okay. so yes, that's, that, that's that is the intent. intent. And intent. we're learning to do that through Lucia and through her way and her teaching and her training of, of, how, of how to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. so connecting with heart space, Mm -hmm. a lot of focus and emphasis on connecting with heart space, going within and going in our heart cave Mm. and, and, uh, the nonverbal communication from there, learning how to work with that and learning how to access it. Um, and through that receiving Mm -hmm. and sending information, uh, with to, to and from sentient beings. So, and then just like the deep and the deep self healing that can come from this too, as you begin to work with the sentient beings and begin to access your heart cave and that deeper sense of self and intuition, um, it's a transformation of awareness. Transformation of awareness. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like these little phrases, these little word phrases. It's like there's sometimes they're just so compact. It's a lot. Like, Let me unpack that. Um, that's super. Yeah. It, it's because it, it, it is a lot there. There's a lot of meaning in them. But um, so there was you would say there was like a 
I'm I'm super fixated yeah. on the on the heart thing, and I'm all thinking all about <laughs> magnetic fields already. So yeah, so is the is the is part of it like merging heart merging hearts with with the other thing that you're communicating with, or is it? Yeah, I mean, I and yeah, ask all the now. questions. I definitely like but. the questions. Um, something else I wanted to point out as I get into this and explain it is this this is my perception of my experience. If you talk to somebody else who was there and they might have a different perception of their experience, or if you talk to Lucia, she might explain it differently. And I really want to emphasize on that, that this, because we all have our own different filters. um, But just this is the, this is me articulating the best I can the perception of my experience or through my eyes of what I felt and what I experienced and mm-hmm. what it was to me. I also wanted to say it was interesting because right. you're just like some of the phrases I said, you're like, oh, I just like feel like I need to unpack that for a mi- moment. These containers, like the linking awareness containers are so high vibrational, like just the energy of them. I feel like just me talking about it and saying the phrases like that energy that like shifts to you to like unpack it like the the energy is really expansive and I feel like you can even feel that when you're just like oh wow like just like let me unpack that for a second yeah right it's like it's like you have to do a double take or like step back and and think about just three like three words that I've I've heard many times maybe not not together or something just like I was just like wait yeah that's the other thing about all of this that that's gonna be going on in these episodes is that uh just listening to this information I think is going to be super activating for our audience yes anyone is listening so you know be open open your heart and just uh just listening to this is going to be super active. Yeah, it is cool. And it's just so, like when we cool. did our sessions as well as me being there, you will experience shifts. Like it like you will experience shifts and then yeah. that's all around your reality. So anything you're connected to, it's it's the ripple effect. And as, you know, when yeah. you drop something in the water, it's tiny ripples and the further away it gets, the bigger the bigger, the bigger the waves get. So that's why too, <laughs> Lucia will say like maybe four weeks down the road, maybe eight weeks down the road, you'll really start to notice things, but it's affecting everyone and anything in your field. So mm. me doing this is affecting you and me talking about it or the connection yeah. to mm-hmm. our audience and listeners, it's affecting you guys too. And it's affecting my partner at home and it's affecting my dog and it's affecting my cat and it's affecting my parents. Mm -hmm. And so this is what I talk about when I introduce myself in the beginning and say that I'm here to support the ripple effect of healing because Mm -hmm. it is a ripple effect when we do the deeper healing on ourselves. It's inevitable. It it just, it shifts your Mm -hmm. reality and it shifts everything Mm -hmm. in your reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's it obviously starts at it starts at an energetic level, um, but it's not it's not I think we can all attest to the fact that it's obviously not just energetic. It's it's not it naturally evolves into the physical and you explaining things and, and your cousin or your sister asking you a question and you go into this whole thing and it plants a seed. And so, you know, there it's both. It's it's obviously it's obviously the the physical part too, where you, you maybe you'll talk about it and it'll plant a seed or something. But it, it's both. It has the energetic one, and then it, it ripples out into 
into the physical and they're both they're both like well it's just different aspects of energy because even when we're talking like everything is energy so even when we're talking about the physical the physical is energy right um so it's just but it's like different um Mm -hmm. true yeah another form exactly it's another form that it affects but Mm -hmm. it is true when people say like yeah you co-create your reality and it starts with the energy or the belief work and then all of a sudden your your reality shifts or your field begins to shift you begin to call those things in just like we were talking about with the goldfish that was a really cool example Yeah. (laughs) yeah definitely yeah wasn't it um Okay, yeah. So what was that phrase that you just transformation said? Transformation of unpacking? awareness. Transformation of Ooh. Transformation of awareness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, so Yeah. So and like what, a, what else? And even okay, or yeah, what, I'll get into that. And even with doing? the shifts. Yeah. Like I will say that I'm a changed person from being there and in the energy and showing up and participating in this container. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Very interesting energy because it, it was a training, but it was also so, so much more and deeper than that. Like also the connection, the connection with the individuals there. Like I will Mm -hmm. say if anyone, from a linking awareness journey or linking awareness adventure is listening and you were there i just want to thank you for being there and holding space and sharing your energy because Mm -hmm. i truly believe i met Mm -hmm. my soul family you know or yeah and so that was a really amazing experience too like sometimes i even when i told people about it i kind of referred to it as a retreat it wasn't it was it was a training, mm-hmm. um, but it, it felt like a retreat also in a mm-hmm. lot of ways of just having that that connection, yeah, um, and sharing that space with each other and and doing the different energy healings and doing the different exercises and activities. And I know for a lot of people, we talked about the shift of leaving after and like just how that felt. And I compared it to kind of being at a music festival. If people know what that's like when you're at a music festival, that feels just like so high vibe and you're having such a great time and you're like why isn't my life like this all the time why do i work the regular world is garbage mm-hmm. and then <laughs> and, it's, and you really this realize that the next day it's like yeah. when you have a come down if you like you go back to your regular life and your ne- regular nine to five mm-hmm. and you're having this come down from the yeah. festival and you're just like fuck that's what it felt like a lot leaving mm-hmm. too and a lot of other participants also um yeah experienced that um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay just need a drink mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then again i'm speaking to on uh, some of these i'm gonna reiterate a couple of stories that came from Lucia as well. And again, this is through my filters and my perception, because I know that that's really important. I also want to say, um, I'll talk to you about linking some videos to our podcast or linking the linking awareness stuff for people to watch where they oh, can yeah. actually click on a, a YouTube mm-hmm. and watch and listen to what linking awareness um, journey or just linking awareness in general is actually all mm-hmm. about and to hear that from Lucia and from her perspective. Cause I yeah. think that's really important too. But so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that would we'll be really great. Um, so Lucia, I'm trying to think of the story here. She did a lot of things when she was younger. Like I know she was uh, a dog groomer and a dog trainer and she realized she had this connection with animals. I'm just going to be like really brief about that, but she just, I know like she'd be like grooming the dogs and she's like realizing that they're like talking to her. They're telling her about their owners. They're like, Oh, can you help me with my owner? And she's like, Hmm. Oh my God. She's like, why are you talking to me? Like, Oh my, what? Like, she's like, I don't know how to help. Like, and this, this is when she was younger, but she got to a place yeah. where, yeah, she, and she also is um, a highly advanced body talk facilitator. So for people who have heard about body mm-hmm. talk before, and then she learned how to do, like, I, I would say she's one of the top, no, she for sure is one of the top body talk facilitators in the world, if not the top, like, and very, mm-hmm. very high up there. And then she learned yeah. how to do body talk with animals. And then she was called to also travel the world and go on some of these really amazing, incredible adventures. Um, and we won't get into all of those because there's a lot. And that and that's part of her her teachings too, or her trainings is a lot of it is storytelling, which I really, really enjoyed. Like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting how they put you in a classroom at, at school or college. And I feel like I had such a hard time, like attaining my attention. But in these classes, I could have sat there and listened like all day. Yeah. Like it was so intriguing. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Anyway, so this is my perception of how linking awareness journey or the beginning of it came to be so she was traveling in south africa i believe and i think she was with a park she was with a park ranger who was gonna like take her out and see some things and stuff and they were having they were having a conversation over dinner and he said something like like if you can like you, you really can talk to the animals or something. And she's like, yeah. And he was kind of just like, okay, well, if you can talk to the animals, then do it. And she's like, okay. So she felt Mm -hmm. into, and she said she felt into that. And in her imagination, an elephant came through. Um, after she was challenged by the game ranger Mm -hmm. to connect with the animals. And so she said that this element came through and he came up and he said, okay, me and four others, he was like a bachelor, uh, him and four other bachelor elephants, um, want, want to talk to you. I want to make sure I have this in the right spot. Sorry. Um, oh yeah. Me and four elephants are coming to talk to you and basically like, don't be afraid. So she told that to, to the game ranger. He was like, oh, okay. So then the ne- next day they went into the national park, Kruger National Park in South Africa. And right, or right before they went in, uh, David, her park ranger guy, like said that someone called and there was an elephant blocking the gate to get into Kruger National Park. So there, they were told there was an elephant blocking the gate to get into the national park. And so he's like, do you, do you think this is the elephant? And she's like, well, I don't know. We're going to have to like, we're, we're going to have to find out. Like, I don't know. So they went, they went to the gate mm-hmm. and they seen the elephant 
and she and Lucia, Lucia asked the elephant, like, is it, hey, are, is it you? Is it you that I talked to you? And she said, no, the, the, this was a female elephant. She said, no, it's not me, but I've come as a representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. And so Lucia's like, oh, okay. Um, where should we go next? And the elephant said, uh, there's a long red road with a big bright rock and there'll be someone waiting for you up there. And so Lucia's kind of like, and it's funny too when Lucia explains these stories because a lot of the time she's kind of like, oh yeah, like I'm talking to the elephants. Like, she's like, oh yeah, whatever. So she, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is hilarious. <laughs> and so yeah. she says this to the park ranger yeah. and he goes, I know where that is. That's about a 15 minute drive. So he knew this long red road with a big bright white rock and he's like i'll i'll take you there so they went off on their adventure they went up to Mm. on the long red road up to the bright red rock and they got there and of course there's a big lioness waiting waiting there on the rock um but they see no no elephant elephant that day oh yeah Mm. and then so i think uh, after this time when they seen the lioness at the bright red rock uh, their rover bri- broke down and I, I think they were stuck out mm-hmm. there for a little bit and they seen no elephant and I think they eventually got it either someone came and got them or they went back but no elephant no other elephants that day so then the next day they couldn't get the rover going again and they had to take a small mm-hmm. car out out into the safari which is really wild too by the way like I don't know how I'd feel in a small car with lions and (laughs) yeah yeah so the next day they took a small car they drove out to this big dam and they were just sitting there for for a few minutes just taking it all in looking around and then from across the dam from across the water lucia notices this big elephant And then she's looking and she's looking and then she sees four other elephants behind it. And it took her for a second for her to like clue in. And she's like, she's like, oh my God. And she's like, and then so she spoke to the elephant and she's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's you. If it's really you come over here. And so the elephant's like, well, we're going to have to have our bath first, but then we'll come over. And then so she. Yeah, their bath. So then she watched as the elephants. (laughs) moseyed into the river and they all like bath themselves yeah which is so crazy think how like fucking wild that shit is that's like they're like no we're gonna take a bath and then they like actually did and so it's like well yeah not to mention when she first connected to this elephant when they were at dinner the elephant came through as this male bachelor elephant and said there'll be me and four others and now she sees five male elephants coming towards her saying ah well we'll be there in a second we're just gonna take Mm -hmm. our bath and then watches them go into the river and take a bath yeah it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy um so then she and then she talked to the elephant uh she says she always has an escape route for the animals so that they feel safe. So she said wherever they were at, she didn't want the elephant to come meet them mm-hmm. there, but asked if the elephant would meet them out on the road so that it was like open and then they, they, it would have um, an escape route. So the mm-hmm. elephant said, okay. So they went and drove the car out onto the road 
And when the elf, the elephant was done having its bath, it came, walked all the way up, like very close to the vehicle, like right in front of her, stood right in front of her and just Mm -hmm. stared at her. And she said, oh yeah. And she, oh, she said it, it walked right up to her and it was like rumbling. It's like trunk, I think like rumbling at her and staring right at her. And she just like cried Uh and cried and cried and cried. Wow. I know. It's, it, yeah, I know. It's like unbelievable. Um, and so from there, she chatted. She chatted with the elephant and she's crying and she's talking with the elephant. And I think the park ranger was like taking pictures and she was like, no, no, not the time. Like, this is not what this is about. Mm-hmm. And then her perception of the message mm-hmm. that came from the elephant is he said, you must speak more about what the animal kingdom is doing and you must share and teach more to the people. Oh, wow. Like Major how profound on that one. Yeah. So, so did the elephants not usually go up to people that close or anything like, or go up to cars like that? Did she say? I'm like, that I, I don't no know concept of any of this stuff. I would assume that would yeah. be unusual. Like maybe it's not unusual to see them. Like maybe you would see them across the dam yeah. and take their bath. But I think to like, right. Ch- to, yeah, yeah to, to and, just and rumble at her, at her to choose to walk up right to the vehicle. And I don't remember how far away it was from the vehicle, but it wasn't very, very far away from what I remember. And to just stare at her and just be like, mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Especially when this elephant had already, mm-hmm. because before yeah. when they had their dinner and the park ranger challenged her to connect to an animal, she's like, okay. And then she's like, okay, well, this animal says like, you know, he wants to meet me. Um, so this, mm-hmm. this elephant's name is Makumbu or Makumba, Makumbu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's M-A-K-U-M-B-U. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's oh. the name of the elephant. And I know she has like a big painting of him in her like bunkhouse too. Very, very special ele- elephant. So after this experience with the elephant, when he told her, you need to share, you need to talk about what the animal kingdom is doing and you need to share this and teach people, she went home and with her daughter, they simultaneously downloaded the, they downloaded the guided journey for linking awareness journey. So then the link, the linking Mm -hmm. awareness journey that I did, the training there is and just to clarify they mean you mean you mean downloaded as in received yeah. uh received a message from the universe as in that whole so that whole experience activated something in lucia got home all of a sudden the universe dropped a huge packet of knowledge into her crown and as well as her, her daughter it was actually her daughter is, uh that was like we need to sit down oh, yeah. and download this right oh, cool. now it was her daughter so they simultaneously downloaded it it together wow. and it was and it was a guided journey cool. that came through and this is what the trainings are are mm-hmm. built around is this guided journey so this guided journey is 
is about it takes you to your heart space Mm. yeah journey into the heart interesting which as we talked about before like the linking awareness journey or like the linking awareness is about i mean it's about nonverbal communication but then accessing our heart space but yeah so the guided journey mm-hmm. um i would say is supported by the animal kingdom and it takes you takes you into your heart space so she had a bunch of different lengths of the guided journeys that we did starting with a longer one and going to a shorter one that took us to our heart space and then in our heart space we would invite a sentient being or invite or yeah invite a sentient being to come into our heart space and then there have our interaction or nonverbal communication so I'm not going to go into completely what the whole like guided journey is because that's part of like her trainings. But it was mm-hmm. very, it's so interesting to me that this is like what she downloaded. And then the whole premises is built around, around this guided journey. Um, is, is she also, I think I was tr- trying to ask this before, mm-hmm. is are you doing something where... Okay, so it's it's all about the heart space of whoever is trying to connect, right? Um, and going in. So you said you so you said it's going into you know journeying into your own heart space. Yep. Inviting whatever um animal, we'll just call I don't being whatever being you're trying to connect with into your heart space. Is there a part of the equation that is taking their heart space and merging and like overlapping, aligning both their heart space and your heart space? Like I'm imagining um, two toroidal fields overlapping. So is it like I, a merging of two hearts? I guess is what I'm asking. I don't remember anything specifically being described as that. Mm-hmm. However, it, when we're learning about nonverbal communication, we're doing it from being in our heart space. So that's why we were taught to do this guided journey to be in our heart space and invite that sentient being in. So in my mind, it only makes sense that if the being, the being that's communicating with you is also in their heart space. So I didn't look at it as necessarily a merging of the hearts, um, but uh-huh. both of us being in our heart space to non-verbally communicate, to co- communicate and interact in that place. Gotcha. Okay. And I think that's the thing, too, because I think animals and a lot of other beings, they mostly live from their heart space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And Way so, more than we do. <laughs> yes. So with humans, it's more of a pract- practice yes. to live in that space and have access to that space. Because someone like Lucia talks about how she's always in heart space, or not always, but most of the time. She lives in heart space. Like she lives Mm -hmm. in the new earth. She lives in 5D. 5D. That's her reality. She lives in heart space, which by the way, that is new earth. We're going to be living from our heart spaces. Um, Besides like like any human, she says she has her moments, but most of the time she's living in her heart space. So through this, we're learning to access and also live in our heart space. Is that part, is that almost kind of like the biggest part or uh, is that a huge aspect of the teaching and and of something that is more of a practice like do you feel like do you have because obviously i it's so like it's when we say living from the heart right 
even I don't have a really tangible explanation for it. It's so it's not tangible to the human no, mind, right? No, it's not tangible at all. And even I don't really have a tangible <laughs> meaning of it. And I try to um, and I think it also could have a different meaning to different people potentially. But um, so if a whole focus of this was journeying into your heart and living from your heart, do you feel like you well, one, was that a was that part of what you learned how to live from the heart or how to move into your heart space? And two, do you have a newfound understanding or understanding of what it means to, to live from the heart that you could share? Ooh, those are some really good questions. So Lucia's kind of funny in the way that she'll be like, she's like, everyone walks around. And this is just me like trying to <laughs> be her <laughs> everyone walks around and says they're living from the heart and she's like what does that mean she's like are you actually living for, from the heart she's like most people aren't which is true like yeah. i agree with that so true of course because it, nobody knows what it means <laughs> that's part of the reason um and then i think it's a i think it's a practice i don't know if it's something that happens like that Unless yeah, maybe right. I you say. have something dramatic happen, like a Kundalini awakening. Um, right. I think it is a practice. And I think this guided journey and these trainings are a very powerful way to work with being in your heart space and to build on that practice and, and, and to also feel what it feels like to be there. Because I feel like right. when I do the guided journey and I go to my heart space, I feel like I'm in my heart space. Um, do I feel like that happened every time I did it? No, not necessarily because there's distractions going on. There's other things. It's like, it's, it's, it's an intuition thing. It's a feeling, um, but it's a, it's a practice. And I feel like the more yeah. someone practices it and also gets a feeling of what it's like to be there, the more tangible it, it will actually become to yes. be in that place fully and, and completely. And I would say my work right now, my goal is to be living there fully and completely because when we talk about being in the new earth and living in 5D, that, that's where we are. We're in our heart space. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like I totally agree. I think it definitely is more of a feeling. And I that's why I do feel like it's one of those things that you you maybe can't necessarily explain. You can do your best of, of using some words uh, or some guidance to get you out of your mental. There is what's coming to me now is there's definitely a lot of visualization things that could help taking if you're in your mental energy, you know, quieting your mental energy and literally visualizing your energy dropping down into your heart. That's one thing that we can do. But um it's definitely it's definitely more of a feeling and I think it's a bit more individual to people and for me I feel like my understanding of it right now is more so it's I can I can feel like I'm in my heart when I'm meditating or if I'm in a blissful moment or something but it's one of those things where obviously just throughout the day or throughout other things it's like I, I guess yeah practically I don't necessarily know what it would feel like to like live from from my heart and I'd have that as my standing uh like dominant frequency but do you feel like what do you feel like how do you feel it is to, like in in from whatever you've learned or just what does it feel like for you when you tune into oh I'm I'm centered in my heart right now yeah so 
I would say like I'm still working towards um, living fully and completely in my heart. And that is an end, an end goal for me. For myself, living from the heart would mean a regulated nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, it would mean being always connected to the oneness of source yeah. And it would also mm-hmm. mean moving from this place. So it would be like an infathomable connection, constant, consistent connection to my mm-hmm. inner wisdom and moving from that place. It would be the state of flow and that and that connection as well as having that regulated nervous system. I know that's something that I struggle with and I think a lot of us with trauma do, which is why we do the the healing work, but Instead of mm. being met with something and going into the fight or flight, it would be that remembrance of the inner wisdom and the connection to that and moving from that space instead of the the unregulated fight or flight. That Yeah, that's cool. That's really sticking out to me, the whole like uh the the idea of access to your inner wisdom and feeling not feeling separation from your inner wisdom yes right feeling not feeling that frantic feeling when your nervous system is unregulated where or dysregulated where it's like someone needs to tell me what to do next or something feeling that the direct line of communication is open and it's in you and um yeah yes i was gonna say something else too about um feeling I for me another version of living from my heart is um embodying is another is a version of the I am presence and so I am is a strong mm. statement anything that you put after I am becomes true and it's just a very powerful statement but I am on its own means I am everything you know you are in everything you're a part of everything so when you so it, uh, like one interpretation or I guess so far the way that I think of of um living from my heart is um and in terms of like a practical application is i guess if you're kind of having a better day and you go out and you you feel that i am presence and as a product you as a byproduct you feel connected to your fellow humans you know you go out and you see your fellow humans as um just people that are extensions of you and just you don't see them as your enemies you just see people as people that are just like you that are just trying their best and you kind of just feel this softening this immediate softening and i and i felt that you know i've had these days where i feel more spiritual or days where i feel where i'm really embodying that more and you kind of go around and you're like wow we're all just like trying our best like you know kind of just this extreme like love this extreme love frequency and i think it's it's sort of a byproduct of the i am presence and just realizing like a different realization of of the no separation and um yeah how we're all just we're all just like little extensions of each other and just kind of breaking down the judgment the judgment barrier and just being like wow like we're all just like come on like we're all just here let's just you know why are we gonna why am i gonna like be mean to someone (laughs) or like why am i gonna just have an attitude for no reason um so that's just like another interpretation i think for me yeah, I think the um, not feeling the separateness point is a really good point. Yeah, definitely. That And that's what I would say too, is it would be 
not having that separateness. So like you, you specifically said, not having a separation between yourself and your inner wisdom. So not having that separation, it's one, you're one with that. Mm -hmm. You are your inner wisdom. Um, and not, not the thinking that's huge. It's huge concept because it's a huge concept. Yes. It's, it's huge concept because it's so different. It's so different than being like, no, I have access to my inner wisdom because I am me. It's saying, no, I am my inner wisdom. Yes. <laughs> it's different. You know, it's such a big difference between being like, oh, okay, I'm in my heart. So that means I have access to my inner wisdom because, right, it's me and it's in my body and my inner wisdom is in my DNA. I have access to it. No, you are it. So it's not even you have access to it. It's just, wow, bam, just complete merge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You are it because we, we are it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm as connected to our inner wisdom and then and then beyond that it's like no separation between everything else because you realize you are everything else or it's just a reflection so there isn't separation between you and other people and the plants and the animals because you know that i am me and you are you and i am you and you are me and ha- and like being in that place of not just always going there in meditation but being living in that constant flow of that understanding mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. constant flow of understanding yeah um cool that's some good discussion about the heart so um so what we're we saying yeah so it's about about connecting the journey the linking awareness journey into the heart right yeah um, and then, and also that being the space where we invite a sentient being in to communicate that. Mm-hmm. So we did a bunch. So the linking awareness journey was three days and I took my little trailer there, my cute little trailer. If anyone's seen it on Instagram, I love her. She's great. Mm-hmm. She's great yeah. energy too. Like I could just like live in her anyways. Yeah. Um, so I stayed there to stay in the vortex of the energy for the weekend. Bryce was batching it and I was like away on this mm-hmm. fun retreat yeah um and so over the three days we did different exercises of going into our heart space and connecting with a sentient being or inviting a sentient being in so sometimes someone a a being would just come in or we could invite someone specifically so and i'm also trying to differentiate differentiate oh my god differentiate differentiate (laughs) differentiate between linking awareness journey the first three days i did and linking awareness adventure the five Mm -hmm. days i did because in my head it does kind of all Uh mesh together yeah totally but we did a bunch of different exercises where we'd go into the heart space and lucia would even ask us a series of questions to ask the Mm -hmm. sentient being and then we would uh, tell her about them after and a lot of them was just like getting used to our five subtle senses too or activating our five subtle senses with our nonverbal communication with this sentient being so I had experiences Mm -hmm. where my first experience with the guided journey my dog Osa came through to come to come talk to me Mm -hmm. And I, I talked Ooh. to her. Um, and then I, further on, I had other experiences where like Nova came through, which was her, her beautiful white mm-hmm. uh, Cremello horse. So, so I guess not white, she's Cremello mm-hmm. is, but 
I never heard that term. Yeah. As a non-horse person, you probably wouldn't. It's like a horse term. No. But basically, if you look at her, she has a white stripe on her nose. And then the rest Mm -hmm. of her, it's like an off-white kind of color, I would say. And it's called like Cremello. She almost does look like albino, though. And she has beautiful... blue eyes and her name is nova and she's very powerful and she'll let you know that Mm -hmm. and she's from the Mm -hmm. serious star constellation Mm -hmm. in a horse body on earth yes yes um so sometimes like she would come through or other sentient beings what what would she say when she Oh, so so when you're doing this or like so when you're when you're um inviting them in um are you do, does it feel like clear audience does it feel like you're hearing a voice in your in your mind's ear from from the beings or does it feel like just a download of telepathy like a just no know, knowing what does it feel like for you at mm-hmm. least everyone we worked with activating all the different subtle senses um, yeah. So mm-hmm. to each mm-hmm. person, you might have a different different experience depending on which ones are stronger for you. As but we worked on activating all of them. For myself, I am very visual. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, like I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty good with all of them. <laughs> knock on wood, but yeah, <laughs> or not knock on wood, but I'm just like yeah, not gassing myself up, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm. Right, you see, you feel. I'm very visual, and I can hear. And I would say, for me, the big ones are um, the visual. So Claire, I don't know what. Voice is that clairvoyance, the visual, and then um, Mm -hmm. clairaudience, so hearing, and um, also just knowing. I feel like I just like know things, and feeling. Mm Yeah, I feel like I do have access to most of those. So I would use my different subtle senses to feel into what the sentient being was wanting to communicate with me in that in that moment. So I did mm-hmm. have like when I connected with beautiful Nova, she was letting me know that the blue beans are around me and they want to connect to me more and like to, to talk to her people and connect to her people and I remember saying, and she kept telling me something about her, was it her, her eye, her left eye? She was showing me her left eye. And then Mm -hmm. so after, like, we kind of go around in the circle and explain our experience. And I remember mentioning that to Lucia and Lucia's like, well, um, you know, the left eye is the eye to the soul. So I also thought that was really interesting too. Is it? Because, wait, that's so crazy because, like, I see mostly out of my left eye in my clairvoyance. Yeah. Like, duh. it's, we talked all about this, like, in Psychic Light. Like, I, and I just, I think, I don't know if people have, like, certain, people have, like, different, sometimes people have different sides that they kind of switch to. But I never knew that about the, like, I've always known that, like, things kind of lean towards my left side and towards my left eye when I see um clairvoyantly not in the physical but i never knew that there was like a that the le- that there was a significance to the left so- the left eye yeah she said it was that wait so uh wait so what no, were we gonna th- say good. i was gonna ask about the blue beings um anything were you gonna say something about the eye no that was it it was just it was just interesting how mm-hmm. uh lucia like i guess 
said that after that it was like the window to the soul or the eye to the soul was the left eye because yeah and in these moments too yeah you don't always know what what's coming through right like you're you're learning and you're going and you just Mm. have to you know it is like when I do readings for people or I do sessions for people and like this is this is what you use you use your subtle senses to do to do the sessions to do the readings to for the messages that are meant to come through and in these situations Mm -hmm. too sometimes you're like I don't I don't know what they said but you just have to trust it and, and and go with it yep yep what i'm learning too so the blue beings um is this something that you've known about what star system are are these what are these okay okay so she so nova is saying that her that her people from sirius are around you trying to connect with you and that's what she's saying she's saying and did you know that already (laughs) was it yeah i mean well it's like obviously we have like a lot of beings like around us or whatever but was she was it anything like profound or you were you were just like all right i'll talk to the i was just just basically like yeah yeah i know i need to make okay yeah i wasn't sure if that was anything like deeper uh no i was just like yeah i know that i need to make more time to to do that yeah okay Mm -hmm. um cool yeah and so i'm trying to think of what else and then like there was moments too where we would ask if the beings needed anything and some of them would ask for like a energetic adjustments within their bodies and we would like energetically like adjust what needed to be adjusted in their body too so that that was also really interesting learning how to work with that and communicate with them and, and do those things and build up your confidence in it and also do it in a group setting yeah. like the group setting was so, so important. Yeah. And it was really cool mm-hmm. to be with so many other like facilitators and practitioners yeah. and just like really beautiful souls. Uh, there were some people from like Czech mm-hmm. Republic, some people from the States. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome to connect with them. And I know the people that came from Czech Republic, I think they went... They had been to Egypt and swimming with the dolphins with Lucia, where she does this with the dolphins in the Egypt, I get in the ocean somewhere near e- Egypt. Or maybe it's even the river yeah. out on that big river. I don't know, but it's very, very mm-hmm. cool. So they met her through there and then came all the way out to the ranch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying. So when you're doing the ener- when you're doing the like you were just saying you're practicing in, in a group doing the um like energy shifting for one of these beings um is that like you guys are just are like verbalizing it like are you guys like going around in a circle or like or what's what was that what was that kind of like doing the pra- yeah, after practice after this after the session after the session we'd go into our heart space mm-hmm. telepathically communicate with them um if they asked us to do anything do the adjustment adjustment and then after we would go around in a circle and speak to our experience or what came up for us if 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 we'd like to right and i really enjoyed that it was really powerful to hear other people's experience and also just be in this space holding container for for each other because there's so many 
there's so yeah. much happening while you're there. Things that you don't even realize, like the vortex of energy that is at, at Eagle's Eyes Ranch is crazy. And just that transformation of your awareness that happens when you're there because you start being so aware of, wow, this hawk flew by and how is that connected to me or how the wind changed and how is that connected to what's going on in between us? And it was really powerful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say sense. you're, yeah. No, the group, you're aware. The group container is just so powerful. Yeah, no, okay. Sorry. <laughs> we're on Zoom, people. Like, we're doing it's, our best. Yeah. I know. We're on, we're on Zoom. Um, just the, yeah, just the group container is just so powerful. And it, it's so cool hearing um, other people talk through their process and, and other people, yeah, kind of just, just sharing their own, yeah, their own process and, and their own, own experience. All right, so that's going to be it for this episode. Next week, we're going to have the part two of this, which is the rest of Michaela talking about her level one linking awareness journey training. So uh, please give me a follow on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics. Michaela is at Mariposa Moonchild and follow the Orphic at the Orphic podcast and make sure to give us a rating, review, subscribe wherever you're listening and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you very much for being here and I'll catch you next time. Bye.